Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Episode 52. Hello. Howdy. How you doing? I'm alright. How are you? Uh, I hate Christmas. <laughs> are you dealing with re- repercussions of... Okay. Yes. Yes, repercussions. Yes. Many, many repercussions. <laughs> uh, but that's not the topic today. Nope. Today we're talking about Tales from the Dark Multiverse. Came out on DC... Uh, written by, written and arted by many different people. A bunch of, bunch of folks. Yep. Uh, so this is a, a, you know, one of those uh, anthologies, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, basically an Elseworld book, is a joy. And it can be argued that it's 30 years in the making, 40 years in the making. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, basically, you know, the, the idea of this book is, uh, what if all these important events in within the DC universe went bad? Or yeah, went wrong. Yeah, went differently. Yeah. Uh, first issue was uh, uh, shit. Nightfall. <laughs> Nightfall. It, it, it was the uh, dark version of Nightfall. Right. Uh, what happened uh, after uh, Bane breaks uh, Batman's back? In this universe, uh, Jean Paul, <laughs> uh, Jean Luc Picard, yes, <laughs> uh, Azrael, um, boldly goes and destroys all all bats, all bats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All I know, like before we get into each little uh, story. This book made me realize how little I actually know about DC stuff. Yeah, there's like, there's a lot I have not read. Oh yeah, and you know, thinking about it is like honestly the same applies to like Marvel and Fair. all the big fr- franchises for me because yeah. like there's just so many years. Yeah, of just material, unless like. I guess you're a chronicler. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm sure they have one at each respective companies. Um, it, it'd be very difficult for anyone to have like some sort of encyclopedic knowledge of... Right, you know, of everything. Yeah. That might be a neat job, though. Yeah, right? It could be stressful, but, like, if you don't have any deadlines to meet, like, you don't have to worry about release schedules. You're right. just going backwards. And what if, like, what if a lot of it is you literally just, like, reading comics and just reading comics and just waiting for people to ask, hey, did this thing ever happen? <laughs> yeah, actually, in blah, 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 blah. Right? That'd be a neat book. I would do that for the rest of my life. Yeah, that would, that would be <laughs> sick, actually. And I could imagine, like, you know... Having some some sort of program where you, you could type in certain keywords and then have right. shit pop up just. Well, I mean everything's me. digitized now. You would hope, I would hope, that these major companies have some sort of database with a keyword search like that. Mm-hmm. So you could just like clickety clack as if you're Jeff Johns or whatever, right? And you're writing Aquaman. I bring that up because Jeff Johns' new 52 Aquaman was awesome. Yep. But that's why uh, 
like so he could just clickety clack and it's like oh okay well there's these things mm-hmm. so I know whatever but that's neither here nor there that's right. not this book so so it, and uh, for this particular issue uh, I guess maybe there was somebody who uh, at DC typed in um, Batman as uh, did you ever see Robocop the remake no okay or if I I don't remember it. Okay. Well, basically, Batman in this is basically Robocop oh. in the remake. Okay. Where he's literally just, like, a head with a brain and, like, some lungs. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll get to this, too, just to frame it out a little bit better. It was four? Yeah. Four, four, four stories. Mm-hmm. And then, after reading each story, it's like, man, I should probably read the original. And then, surprise, at the end of the book... All the originals. All the originals. Yeah. So I thought that was really well done for mm-hmm. this. I was like, perfect. That's what I needed. Yep. Yeah, it, it definitely gives you um, um, much needed context yep. if you've never uh, experienced some of these stories before. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stories uh, that were included are Nightfall, Infinite Crisis, Death of Superman, Death of Superman, and uh, Judas, Judas Contract. Contract. Yeah. That is actually one of the animated movies that Warner Brothers been putting out. Oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, I like most of those animated DC movies. Oh, yeah, those animated DC movies are so much better than movie movie. Yeah, (laughs) than live action (laughs) movie movie. (laughs) Yeah, the movie movie, no good. (laughs) But yeah, that's one of them. Okay. So, I had frame of reference going into it, having not read anything because I watched the movie. Right. So... I was the opposite. Like, that was the one story I wasn't familiar with, and I didn't watch the movie. Gotcha. So, I was very appreciative of the uh, little uh, ish, extra history I did. But Nightfall. Yeah. Batman's back gets broken. Yes. Yes. Batman's back becomes broken. <laughs> Alliteration. By Bane. But, wow. How long can you keep that going? That's it. <laughs> I throw in the flag. <laughs> Towel. That's not even the right word. (laughs) I throw the red card. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I throw in my one-page written resignation from my job. (laughs) You wrote a whole page? Yeah. (laughs) Can't you just say, like, bye? I could, but... (laughs) They asked, so I gave it to them. They what? That sounds like... Like, you did something wrong, and, like, <laughs> they wanted you to write an essay to explain yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to high school. Yes. Or, like, middle school. One of the when, Whenever that shit happens. <laughs> um, but, yes, back to Nightfall. Um, so, Azrael basically essentially took over Gotham. Yes. And replaced Batman. And is a very bad dude. It's a whole religious fanatic scenario in Gotham. Mm-hmm. It made me think, because I just finished rewatching Game of Thrones, of the Lord of Light situation. Oh, yeah? A little bit. Yeah, Azrael's got, you know, fire shit, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's this purification through immolation. Mm-hmm. One of the most fucked up parts of that story, though, I, I think, was when you found out that Azrael kept Bruce Wayne 
and cut a piece off of them each year. Yep, took time carving off limbs every year. He said, I'll see you next year. Right. Literally said, I'll see you next year. And then a little bit later, you find out, oh, you've been chopping them up. Right. Every year. Fuck. And at the same time, like, still kind of using him. Yep. As, like, a resource. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, dude, you're you're pretty fucked, man. Big, yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, like, so it's called Tales of the Dark Universe. Uh, multiverse and it's you know it started off pretty fucking dark big yeah <laughs> i it uh, yes until uh baby bane came oh yeah to baby rescue bane. batman that's that's right <laughs> <laughs> and baby bane's uh gimmick was um what bane used so much venom that venom is just baby bane's blood now yeah it's like was in his dna when he was born or something so now he can just like Hulk out, essentially. Right. And Well, and Asriel also relies on Venom. True. Because he got weakened or whatever. He's like, I need to go take another dosage. So there was a moment when uh, Baby Bane, I like saying that instead of Son of Bane, or whatever his actual name was, Baby Bane. Baby Bane. Rescues, like, non-existent Batman, mm-hmm. surprisingly, even though Bane broke Batman's back. Right. And he ends up fighting Azrael, and then he rips off Baby's Bane's arm and drinks <laughs> the juice from the arm <laughs> so he can get his fix. <laughs> that was so fucking cool and absurd, and I loved it. It really set the tone for what the book could hold. Mm-hmm. I do wish there was a segment in there when they were talking about how the Lazarus pits were kind of running out of their juice in, right. a, in a nutshell. And people were just throwing a bunch of like dead shit in there and it wasn't working to full effect. I wanted to see what that meant, what it could have meant. Oh. Is it just zombies at that point? Right. Or do the people, are they, do they, are they just essentially at that point, uh, brain dead, but mm. still technically living, or is it ridiculous and they like lose the use of two of their like <laughs> the left side of their body, but the right side's fine? Like where where does that go? Is right. What I want. What to know. does partial resurrection actually mean? Right. And there's like there's several options. How ridiculous would you like to get? Right. The easiest obvious one would be sort of pseudo zombie. Right. That would be my guess. Yeah. But and and. I th- if I recall correctly, like, overuse of Lazarus pits and, and all that shit's supposed to, like, cause, like, people to go crazy and shit. So it could a... just be lunacy. Yeah. That'd be fun. So, so we get, you know, uh, maybe, like, a 28 Days Later situation. Could be. Ask crazy people who aren't really zombies, but yeah. are insane. Well, and murderers. they were dead, right? They were throwing dead people in, right? True. So that's a zombie. Well, I guess, how do you define zombie? Because, I mean, like, is there blood circulating? I don't know. I've always, without giving it much thought, you were dead. Now you're back to life. You're a zombie. So vampires are like fancy zombies? Hmm. Are they alive? Or are they undead? I, I guess the mo- most common conception of Vampires is undead. Yeah. 
And skeletons would be like failed zombies. Yes. Failed zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best ones. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, this this first issue kicked it off with a bang. Yep. And uh, I was really excited to read more. And um, was the next one? The next one was Death of Superman. Yeah, it right? was. That one fell a little flat for me. I liked it. I thought it was fine. Like it started out, it started out to be like my favorite one, but yeah. then it ended poorly. Ah, oh, that's I had this opposite, like yeah. exact opposite. At first, I was like, okay, so this is just injustice, but with Lois. Pretty much, yeah. But like, do we want to talk about the end now or? Sure, yeah. Okay, who cares? So it, it, it ends with um. Lois accidentally killing Superman again. (laughs) (laughs) And I fucking love that. (laughs) Because, I don't know. I get I can understand. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But, like, because I I guess most of the reason why I love the ending so much was because, for the most part, like, most of that story was, it just felt like injustice to me. It's, uh... Lois uh, losing the lo- love of her life, gaining superpowers, realizing that Superman didn't do quote unquote enough, mm-hmm. and which is the same realization Superman had in Injustice. He was like, I could do so much more, right? And started become a totalitarian, you know, super being. I don't know if she was totalitarian. I she was taking out corporations, <laughs> but she wasn't trying to like rule. Well, at some point, I think there was, you know, she's basically saying, you know, you do things my way, or this is going to happen. Or I'm going to carry you into space and watch your body incinerate. Yes. Yeah. That was that was a pretty fucking cool moment. But then it also got me wondering, like, is that how it works? Uh, maybe she's just going super fast. And hit the reverse atmosphere because meteorites coming in burn up. Right, but that's I always thought that's because in space there's no friction, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So once you hit the atmosphere, you re, you hit friction because there's air. But if you're flying up and out, you're already hitting air. So she's just going be, really fast. She just, was just, going just, so <laughs> fast that that the body didn't have time to burn up until they reached. Outside yes. of our atmosphere. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Plot hole explained. <laughs> or physics, whatever. Reverse issue. physics. Yes. But that was really cool. Yeah, it really looked cool. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> who, who was it that burned up? Uh, Luther Dude. Um, oh. I forget the name. Red-haired Luther Dude. Luther Corp Dude. Lex yeah. Corp, not Luther Corp. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's long-haired Luther. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, so uh, the the whole reveal toward the end is you know, uh, Superman. You know, in the original, he was placed in the the little life crystal thing, whatever, yes. to revive. In this story, he was he. Uh, the same thing happened, but he came back a lot slower. It, yeah, it took way more time, and he came back super weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And when he came back, he, you know, witnessed all that Lois has done. It's like, what have you done? And then <laughs> she accidentally kills him with the fucking, uh, I guess it was like a kryptonite gas bomb. Yep. That uh, Cyber Superman had. And who, uh, Darkseid, was it Darkseid? Oh. No, it, whatever the character was that they were fighting. Is that oh how fortunate or you are or how lucky you are to be able to die twice or something <laughs> right, like that? Right. I can't remember the phrasing. Like, oh, that's cool. Like I I don't I can never say that to someone. No. But how fortunate you are to die twice. <laughs> All right. Oh no, I mean we live long enough. Maybe one day. Nope. <laughs> uh, Two hundred years from now, we're gonna. Wake up from our cryogenic chambers. That we're already in. Yes. Right now we're in it. Yes. Right now. As we're speaking. Mm-hmm. In fact, the, the lids are closing right now. <laughs> uh, we only have two seconds left. <laughs> so we've, we've got to cut this sh- episode short. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone already. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to drop this joke. Okay. This, yeah, this, is, this is not going anywhere. But um, yeah, overall, I, I was kind of... Overall, middling on the story. I just like that she was going in and doing stuff that I kind of wish would happen to a lot of yeah, like judges and politicians and corporations and CEOs. Like yeah, right. Just fucking do something about it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's that uh, sense of satisfaction seeing that shit right done. Uh, the next we actually skipped over. Are we done with that little? Yeah. The next one, I think, was actually uh, Blackest Night. Oh, yeah. There were five yeah. stories. There were five, yeah. Totally forgot about yeah. Blackest Night. That was another one I actually read through. Yeah. Based on, on Matt's recommendation a while ago. Mm. The whole yep. event. Yeah, the whole Jeff Johns Green Lantern yeah. run. Yeah. It was awesome. good stuff. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Blackest Night. So uh, with this one, I guess the twist was... Uh, Sinestro didn't give up the the power of the life ring, mm-hmm. uh, and was fucking around with both. Yep. So. Pew pew pew. <laughs> he's a he, he's the half zombie. He's the half. There it is. Yeah. He he he's the guy who came back from the Lazarus pit and was <laughs> only partially revived. <laughs> yep. That's it, that's it. Interconnected. <laughs> that's why it's all in the book. That's why we're talking about it. Exactly. And the dark multiverse is actually just one universe. They just said multiverse, just then, you know. It's true, though, because in the next story, that's kind of what happens. Yeah. A little bit. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The one thing I want to talk about for this story is Lobo and his mention of bifurcated butts. (laughs) You remember that? Nope. Okay. It was just like a, a random whatever reply to Sinestro. I think Lobo was asking him something. And he said something about bi- like bifurcated butt, referring to Sinestro's <laughs> butt, I guess. But in my head, that, that implies there are non-bifurcated butts. <laughs> so like camel humps. Ah. Right? Okay. Like no, okay. no cheeks. Yeah. It's just, just a hump. Yeah. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Right. But lower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then that, that also got me thinking. It's like, okay, so so what would a creature with 
a non-bifurcated butt actually look like? Because, you know, the butt's part of the cheeks. Yeah. Go with each leg. Yeah. So if there's one giant <laughs> cheek, does that mean one leg? What if it's like a pogo stick or a coily <laughs> tail? <laughs> and then boing, 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 boing. But with a, a weird hump. Yeah. At the bottom that just kind of shakes around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think that, that, that hump has a hole for things to come out of? What if it or, just comes out in, in out through pores? That seems like, like excretes through pores. That seems very convenient and also very sticky. I want to say. What? Uh, unless it, it, unless the waste is expelled through pores as gas. Yeah, there we go. That's what we're going with. Yeah. Then you're just really stinky. Yeah, but you know. I just appreciated this was it was a whatever story. It wasn't horrible. Yeah. It had cool zombie shit. I just like that there was heavy metal lobo that makes me over the top cheesy heavy mm-hmm. metal lobo. And that makes a me a lot happy. of them. Yeah. Toward the end. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> what? Dark side <laughs> vaporizes Lobo. Yes. And then Lobo regenerates each and like, just whatever was left of them, each turned into its own Lobos. Yes. And ultimately, at the end of the story, Lobo becomes a god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> and that's an incredible thought. Right. Horrifying, but incredible. It's a universe where everything's murdering everybody. Yeah. Each other to be the best. Yeah. To, to be the one and only Lobo. <laughs> <laughs> and they all had that the the crazy red red eyes. Red eyes, yeah. It just Lobo was a god. Yep. Holy shit. <laughs> does that change your story? Uh, your opinion on the story? Now? It does because I forgot about it yeah. until we were talking about it. I was Fucking like, you know what? Right? That's pretty awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but the general gist of the story is, you know, uh, uh, what what was Dove, right? Yes, that was uh, that's like the one remaining human being left on Earth, mm-hmm. and Lobo was sent to retrieve her because she's uh, the key to you know restoring life to the universe. And she got fucked up, and Lobo became a god. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It's, and uh, there was a whole bunch of uh, zombies, basically. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, lots of uh, you know Black Lanterns doing their Black Lantern thingies. Yes. Um, one fucked up thing I. Uh, that happened in the story is uh, what Sinestro has the power to temporarily bring everybody back alive. Yes. But then they immediately start dying again. Yes. And apparently he's done that a couple times. So every time he does it, he's just subjecting um, whoever he's trying to help to a horrific death. Over. Over and over. And again. over. Yeah. So. Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> so Sinestro still sucks. Yes. Uh, but good story and lots of cool zombies. Yes. And then Infinite Crisis. Infinite Crisis, yes. There was heroes that removed, got out of the multiverse to make their right like their paradise, and then ah, <coughs> uh, other ones were devolving into madness and collapsing. Right. Earth two. So I so don't remember. this. 
Shit. Okay. Yeah. This. So, Infinite Crisis builds on the original Crisis on Infinite Earths, where I think Earth One sacrificed itself to, you know, uh, preserve all life across multiverses, mm-hmm. and um, Earth One Superman, uh, Superboy Prime, and Lu- One Luther of some sort. Yes. <laughs> Were shunted off into a pocket dimension and uh, stuck there to observe the the one universe now that's the conglomeration of all multiverses, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um. So in the original Infinite Crisis, it kicked off with Maxwell Lord uh, being murdered by Wonder Woman, I believe. Yes. Uh, in this one, Blue Beetle, right? Yep. Blue Beetle. Uh. I guess was originally supposed to die. Yeah. But in this instance, he's like, you know what? I'll join you, man. It's fine. And then betrays. And then kapow. And then kapow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we see the return of uh, Omax. Well, I, I don't. It would it be considered a return of Omax? Be- we talked about Omax like two weeks. Yes. Two episodes ago. <laughs> and here they are again. Yes. Which it's like. It, I don't get the Omex. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many Omex. I don't know where they come from. I don't know what's going on with them. I just know they're like they look like Gladiator from. Um, is it shit? I don't remember if that's his name, but the the big uh, purple guy with the mohawk in uh, Marvel. Oh yeah, I don't know his name. Yeah, is that but blue? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a couple in this one where it was just like a weird light face oh yeah 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 anyway oh yeah Yeah. uh so uh and and when we see you know the the brother i ai again let's you know showed up in uh the the frankenstein book Mm -hmm. and basically the the plot is instead of you know crisis actually happening um blue beetle basically just uh starts a um or takes over a uh secret operation like spine network thing yes and basically just like takes care of shit around the world yeah and he does he's like a true hero and i think at one point they said that he found a another like supervillain group that was working against a different supervillain group yeah and then he just like mopped them all up or something well I, i think what he did was he teamed up with that's, the other one that's what to wipe out the big one. Gotcha. And then they have uh, then taken care of the ones that he teamed up with. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's what it was. But uh, the big reveal or whatever ends up being that if you want to preserve life and have the best chance of peace on Earth or whatever is you have to eliminate costumed superheroes. Mm-hmm. Vigilantes, right? Is is like uh, apparently Brother Eye's uh, uh, calculations or whatever uh, shows that the more costumed superheroes you have, the more likely things like crises will occur. Yep, and it, it it reminds me of things you hear from people when they say, "Oh, you don't have gun problems if you don't have a gun." Like, so if you have a gun, you're going to have gun, you have the higher potential of gun problems. Right, right. Whatever those problems are. So it's like, right. superheroes in this case are guns. Right. 
you have them, you're more likely to have problems. Right, right. It's... <clears throat> well, you, oh, I, I really enjoy the story, and I also... I, I really enjoy that they, they kept Superboy Prime as a shithead. <laughs> I fucking love that. He's a fucking dick, and I hate him so much. Um, I think it was Matt who told me, uh, apparently, Superboy Prime was supposed to be uh, representative of, like shitty comic book fans who, like, are opposed to any sort of change. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. Which makes sense. Yeah. Especially, like, when Matt told me that, I was like, oh, yeah, this Superboy Prime character makes so much fucking sense. Because <laughs> he was all about preserving. No, this is, things gotta be this way. This is what it means to be a hero. Right. If you don't do it this way, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, things that, you know, you may have seen on social media concerning <laughs> new releases of comics and and whatnot. At the end of uh, the, this, this story, uh, fucking Blue Beetle uh, merges with Brother Eye and becomes like this super AI sentient thing. Right, right? and it's saying eliminate your emotions, mm-hmm. whatever, and he ends up killing Booster Gold, too, I think. Yep. Booster Gold comes back. Yep. Yeah, he uh, he blasts him right through the chest. Yep, There's just big old hole in his chest. Is this the story where somebody turns into a giant cloud of nanobots and starts murdering people? I think it is. Okay, because after this is Teen Titans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is the one. Okay. Because that part was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it wasn't even fucking Blue Beetle that does it. It was fucking Batman, right? It was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was a twist I didn't see coming. That reminds one of them. It was probably fuck. Which one was it? Their Batman's cape looks like Spawn's cape. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember which one. It might be this one. I don't know now. I'm getting them mixed up. <laughs> yeah. And then I also don't know if it's this one or the first one where they talk <laughs> about Robbinsville. And I don't know what Robbinsville is. It sounds vaguely familiar, but yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I know who Robin is. Right. And who the various Robins are. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious, like, does Robin become a mayor of some suburb of Gotham? You think it's just like an apartment where all the Robins live, and they just call it <laughs> Robinsville. <laughs> it's it's a commune of tiny homes, shaped in an R. What if it's literally a birdhouse? <laughs> yes. It's just like it's like in the back corner of uh, the the Wayne Manor. It's just like a little. Rickety old birdhouse. It's <laughs> Robbinsville. There's like a feeder hanging. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was like that. That was a neat twist, where <clears throat> you think for the entire time, like, okay, because every you know each one of these stories like reveals like a big bad, right? Right. So the story has you thinking, okay, so Blue Beetles is this big bad, but turns out it's fucking Batman. Which, uh, it's, it goes into the, the whole, I guess, um, Dark Knight's Metal 
Have you read that? I haven't. I've been meaning to. Yeah. Because it's Dark Knight's Metal and then Death Metal. Right. I know it has nothing to do with what I want it to be, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. like, I need to read it. <laughs> it's it's good. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I never read the, the Dark Metal run, but uh, the original uh, uh, Dark Knight's Metal uh, by Snyder was really fun. Cool. Until the very end. <laughs> but, yeah. I just won't finish yeah. it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You'll read to, like, the second to last page and just stop. Yeah. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> um, why did I bring that up? I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, because... Um, when Dark Knight's Metal came out, uh, there was also also another you know collection of you know uh, one-offs uh, exploring the dark multiverse. But uh, with thi- this uh, prior book, it focuses on all the bad Batman. Gotcha. So here's another bad Batman. Yeah. That didn't make it to uh, uh, I guess the original. Uh, well, I guess because they didn't think of it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it <wasn't> around yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's nice to know that there's there's more evil evil Batman out there lurking around. They'll uh, always be around, just around the corner, in the shadows, in caves, at night. At night, and it's there's a night every day. The fear is ever present, and he is bad. The bad. He. The bad man. <laughs> costume it nope <laughs> never no. literally never <laughs> and that's why he's bad because he is it's bad he's bad because he's bad smelling yeah bad hygiene <laughs> he's stinky batman <laughs> stinky bad man <laughs> <laughs> that's what joker uses for his new toxin <laughs> This essence of the stinky bad man. Oh, no. <laughs> New from Joker. The bad man. <laughs> it's just one of those, like, you know, uh, one of those uh, typical uh, perfume commercials where everything's black and white. Yep. And Someone shirtless. Joker shirtless by the pool. <laughs> I, I like to think that the bottle isn't just like a top pusher. Mm-hmm. It's one of those more vintage, like, oh, with the, pumps. Yeah. yeah. With the... the the, the little squeezy thing. Yeah, the air squeezy. <laughs> it goes, He's very gentle with it. Batman. By Joker. <laughs> oh, oh, I wish... I kind of want that to be a real commercial. <laughs> a, a real fake commercial. Yes, for a product that actually exists. Yes. Coming soon to a... Um, Movie theater. Near me. I don't know either. <laughs> but that was Infinite Crisis. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, Judas Contract. Yes. It made me, uh, reading it, it's basically the same story, except for this time Tara kills people instead of getting killed. Yeah. Okay. In a nutshell. Yeah. Like, unless I'm forgetting, which is 
never possible. <laughs> it's essentially the same story. Like, Deathstroke has Teen Titans get bamboozled. They're going to do like a weird superhero suction thingy to extract all their powers. And then it's found out that Terra like blackmailed Teen Titans. Yeah. And then she gets murderized. In this story, she does the murderizing. Yes. Started with uh, Deathstroke. Yes. Uh, what? Okay. So I'm, I don't know who Terra is. And I was very confused by her power set because I saw her melt uh, the butler's arm or hand. How, how did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I thought it was just like earth power person, right. but I don't know. If, okay. Cause like in my head I was thinking, okay, well, so he was holding a gun. The gun is made of metal that came out of earth. So there we go. That's what it is. Somehow superheat the gun. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay. I kept thinking terracotta and thought she was going to be a, like a, a clay person. Clay person, yeah. <laughs> like she she built terracotta homes and pottery. <laughs> <laughs> Not the case. I wish it were. Right. And and <laughs> she wanted out of the Titans because uh, Gar Gar uh, kept kept like running into her terracotta uh, pots. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that made like. She just makes little terracotta jars, and then Gar turns into tiny frog and lives in it. <laughs> and I bring that up because at the High Museum, I saw porcelain, where they made a tiny cup with a porcelain frog in it. Right. And I thought it was cool enough to take a picture. I took three pictures at the museum, and they're all ridiculous. <laughs> Not of any high-quality, fancy-deserving work. It's of a porcelain frog inside a porcelain cup. And then one's like... A teapot, but it's this weird chicken teapot. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Click. Side, but yeah. Now I just wish Tara would have made a ter- <laughs> terracotta jar for Gar to live in as a frog. That would have solved the whole problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of photos, though, like, that's, ex- that, that's the same thing I do. It's like, I take, when I take photos, it's a dumb shit. Yeah. Like, when I was out in Joshua Tree, mm-hmm. I took, like, five photos, and, like, one was, you know, of the desert, just because yeah. I was there. Yeah. And then the the other ones were, like, literally the same picture of the same bush. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I rarely go back and look at most of them. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to take a picture, and then never look at it again. Exactly. Except for when I go to delete it. <laughs> <laughs> same. Like, I have a phone filled with just photos. Um, half of them are like fucking quality control shit, <laughs> but the other half is like I have a photo of my license plate, so I can like punch <laughs> yep, it in. <laughs> me too. So I don't have to remember. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm gonna get a parking thingy, parking pass right? or whatever. But then like the the things that you know I take uh, on trips uh, because of memory, like I have never gone back and looked. No. Again. <laughs> It's like, no, I, I know that I took dumb pictures, and that's all I need to know. Yeah. Occasionally, some of them make it to social media for me. Yeah. You don't even use the shit, I'm convinced, anymore. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I scroll through just to keep up to date on, you know, maybe shit that might be going on. Mm-hmm. Fucking today, I learned my favorite author is fucking in the hospital. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. You should write him a story. 
Um, that might kill him a little faster. <laughs> you should write him a short story. Oh, okay. So just make him, uh, you know, cough up a little bit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> cough up. Whatever it is. Where are we going? I don't know. What We were talking about Judas Contract. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think this is the first time I actually had to put the brakes yeah. on whatever dumb shit we were going down. Because <laughs> I, I thought about it. It's like, it's been at least 74 hours that we've been talking about not the comic book. Let's wrap this, bring this back okay. in. Uh, terracotta froggies. Yes, and giant um, earth dragons. Yeah, that was cool as shit. That yeah. was like the last page. She's yeah. riding an earth dragon. And Gaia? Yeah, she she named herself Gaia. Yeah. And literally blew up the earth. It was awesome. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. And I, I can't remember why she blew up the earth, though. Just because she could? Or was there something going on? I do not remember. I want to say it was just because she could and she was kind of sick of Earth and yeah. want to just move on. Let's go with it. Yeah. You can read the story and tell us otherwise. It's good. Worth the time. It really is. And then, so, I'm going to ask you two sets of questions. First mm-hmm. set, did you have a favorite of the alternate universe stories? Um... And not like just a moment or whatever, uh, end to end, okay, this is elevated above others. I think I probably like the Nightfall one the best, because partly because I do have a soft spot for Batman. Same. That's most of my DC reading. Yeah. And uh, it's and part of it is, it's the first story that really set the tone for what the rest, what you should be expecting for the rest of the book. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I always say... Yeah, the Nightfall issue was probably my favorite. I, it was, I had a tough time picking between that or the Blue Beetle story, and I think okay. Blue Beetle is kind of what I liked. Yeah. Just because how um, he Blue Beetle was a true superhero in my mind for a period of that, mm-hmm. and then kind of went ultimately got rid of morality. And went based on pure quote unquote logic, right? Mm-hmm. Or leaning for that. And I was like, oh, that's Terminator. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> he was Skynet. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like that one a lot. Of the originals, did you have a favorite? Um, of the five stories? Yeah. Uh, I would say probably Blackest Night. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I really, I had never read Nightfall, and I'd never read Death of Superman. I knew the about these stories, because mm-hmm. pop culture is weird like that. You just know things. Right. But I'd never actually read either of those stories. I enjoyed reading both of those stories quite a bit. Yeah. But the Blackest Night was... Yeah, well, come on. Space zombies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, spooky shit. Good stuff. Really, though, like, if you're listening to this and take anything we say seriously, take this very seriously. Read Jeff John's whole Green Lantern Corp, or Blackest Day crap. Yeah. Uh, Black is, uh, Black is, Black is not Brightest Day. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it starts, I, I don't remember where it starts. It's like, 
Green Lantern Reborn or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's not going to be a quick read. No. There's a lot of stuff to read through, but it's worth it. And make sure you read the Larflees books. <laughs> Have you not read the Larflees ones? Uh, I don't think so. Go back and read the Larflees ones. Okay. Oh my god, <laughs> they're so much fun. Okay. Did you like Larflees the character? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's just more of that. I don't know if I've... I don't think I've... I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to look at them. Yeah. And then if I start reading it and it triggers something. I think it's like one or two volumes, so it's really okay, short. cool. Yeah, but check it out. And just read Jeff Johns. Yeah. We listened to Revenant Marquis. Mm-hmm. Youth in Ribbons. It's a one-person, quote-unquote, band out of the UK. And... um. It's supposed to maybe be black metal, but it's more of an ambient noise project. It's like I can hear, I can understand how how it gets labeled black metal. It's got that really Mm lo-fi. And like, honestly, when I first put on the album, I was like, oh, okay, so just another whatever lo-fi bedroom black metal project. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. But it really surprised me. Yeah. This is like probably the most unhinged sounding album I've listened to this year. Yeah, it's it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's it's very lo-fi. Like it, it sounds like ass. Yeah. If if you're looking from a technical standpoint. Yeah, like music production wise, it sounds garbage. garbage. Yeah. It sounds like fucking awful. You can hear just hints of. Neat sounding stuff under a mountainous layer of garbage <laughs> and just fuzz and. But the thing is, like, I think that's a hundred percent intentional. Oh, absolutely! Is. That like, just that unhinged, disturbed atmosphere. Yeah, it absolutely is. There's no doubt about that. And I can't say music aside because it's important to what I'm about to say. But music aside. I appreciated how everything about this release that I looked at and listened to kind of all worked and was on theme. Because if you look at the album art, it's kind of, I'm going to say it's like a Victorian pretty lady type thingy. Mm -hmm. And the music paired with that makes me think of like a haunted house almost. It's a creepy okay. tone right. of a Victorian era that the sounds are haunting and it it's maybe of this woman. Right. Like she's haunting this place or something. It's just, it's just that kind of atmosphere to it. Right. Like maybe this person died younger than they should have. I don't know. It's just very eerie mm-hmm. is the best way I could say it. And you can see that uh... – that's thematicness, especially when when you're talking about you know the lady on the cover. Mm-hmm. There's three songs about this lady tasker, and I am very curious to know like <laughs> what happened to her. What the fuck did she do to to earn uh, three spots on this goddamn album? <laughs> there's, the, there's the blood of Lady Tasker, the bones of Lady Tasker, and Tasker Millward. Like, yeah. Who is this Tasker lady, and what 
is her deal. Yeah. Because, like, she must have done something. Yeah, to warrant that much space, right? Right. <clears throat> but then again, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe he's made up. This lady tasker is just a little concept apple. Well, there's could be because I, if I recall, there this person. I think it's just one person the whole time. I don't think they've ever had a live band or multiple musicians. Mm. But there's a bunch of albums put out by this person mm-hmm. in a short period of time. This was in 2020, and I think I briefly looked up to make sure I wasn't forgetting what the name was. They've released like three more since then. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you're doing it by yourself in a bedroom or whatever, and you don't have to worry about production quality, yeah, you can churn that shit out. Right. So, but I'm, I'm curious if there's a through line through any of it or if each, I don't know. I don't know much more um, than what I've talked about with them. So I actually, after listening to this album, I was so intrigued. I went and listened to some of the other albums. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, I think the most recent one is called uh, Milk Teeth. Which is just a really, like, I think I know what milk teeth is, mm-hmm. which is like, it's like baby teeth, right? It's like pre... I have like, no clue. Okay. But it's it's just, I don't know, it's just a gross sounding name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if you're a mom breastfeeding, you, you don't want teeth, right? Yeah, no. No. What if it was just a reference to the color of teeth and milk? Oh, it's just white? Yeah. <laughs> milk teeth. <laughs> or what if it's just avid milk consumers? Milk aficionados. Maybe, maybe it's a, a ad for um, the milk corporations to, to uh, sell more milk because milk has calcium, which strengthens teeth. Milk teeth. Milk teeth. Yep. Further the propaganda of big of milk. Big milk. <laughs> <laughs> big milk makes me think of big boobs. And now that's not a bad thing. We're gonna talk about like lactation fetish. Yep. Yep. Squirt, squirt into the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Has there ever been a mom who, like, you know, wakes up in the morning, finds <laughs> Oh, shit! <laughs> you know where I'm going with it? Continue. Wakes up, opens the fridge, like, oh, I'm out of creamer. <laughs> Wait a minute, I can make my own! Squeak, squeak. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. That's some chunky milk, dude. Yeah. Some chunky milk. <laughs> she, she had to shake it up real fast. <laughs> shake it up. Did <laughs> she like ingest a bunch of protein powder beforehand? <laughs> and that's why, where the chunks came from? No, it, she... it was uh, Nestle's chocolate powder. <laughs> that's how that works. And, yes. it, and the boobs are just filled with milk. It's not produced. It's just... <laughs> And actually, she inhaled it yeah. into her lungs, yeah. right? Yeah. Because that's where milk comes from, yeah, doing, the lungs. Doing lines of Nestle's Quick. <laughs> and then making that lung milk. Lung, lung chocolate milk. milk. For your teeth. Yep, milk teeth. 
<laughs> but no, this album, this conversation is as unhinged as this album. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is an eerie, haunting, atmospheric piece with with roots in black metal. Mm-hmm. You don't really hear riffs, and if you're looking for music instead of noise, you're probably going to fucking hate it. Well, I mean, there's there's moments where there's a clear melodic line happening. Right. Oh, absolutely. And a steady beat. Yeah. And all that shit going on. It's just the context of it. Like, that's the weird thing. Like, a lot of, like, what I hear by itself, I would say, no, that melody sucks. Or, no, that riff fucking sucks. But somehow, this guy turns it into, like, fucking gold. Yeah, it's a weird... I need to know more about the concepts. Yeah. Because it, it adds to it. Without it, exactly what you... It's just like, no. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But because it's a full package, you're like, oh, well, I'm interested and right. invested. Mm-hmm. So, I was really curious to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. And like, And I it surprised myself, too, because some... A bit, one of the bands I rep dude posted it and I was like well I'm always down to check out new shit and I listened to it and I was like this is going on the podcast list holy crap right. like so I don't know if I would say it's good yeah but the the it's interesting and and the package is good yeah and I there's a part of me that would rather have an interesting and not necessarily good album. Okay, yeah. Than a well done, you know, every, hits all the marks album. Well, we already listened to Immolation, so yeah, we got this now. Hell yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was honestly very impressed by this release uh, or what this guy was able to do with it. Um, I listened to the album a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when, uh, when I'm gaming on upstairs you know i turned down the the game volume yep. and, and put on the album and I, I i've listened to this album so many fucking times along with like a couple of his other ones i'm gonna have to dig in some more yeah um no teeth is a good place to start i, I think think starting at the front is a good place to start that's fair. for me yeah that's how i like to consume i think i listened to uh, one of the earlier albums and didn't quite grab me. It probably wasn't quite developed, is my right. assumption here. Yeah. It had an idea, did it, probably falls a little flat, and then maybe around this album is when it kind of forms into what we've listened to, mm-hmm. is my assumption. Right. So, But um, if you like lo-fi shit, you like disturbing, unhinged, like just really creepy sounding shit, mm-hmm. this would be a good album to check out. Yep. Yeah, it's an experiment at the very least. Yeah, yeah. And it's what? 45 minutes of your time. Yeah. Yeah. Go check it out. Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael. This cat took a shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, I heard, I heard him scratching. Oh. And now I'm getting some wafts. Don't I mean don't try and sniff it. If you're not smelling it, you're lucky. Okay. But it's stinky. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I wonder if I like become immune to the smell just because I have a litter box in my bedroom. I, I was hoping you were about to say, I wonder if I have become cat shit. <laughs> well, no, that happened like two years ago <laughs> when the pandemic started. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> You're turning very ashy and dried out now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do litter. this. I hope it doesn't affect recording too much. <laughs> is it really that bad? It is to me. Like, I... I wonder if he, like, literally just, like, farted on your head. Could be. Because <laughs> I don't really smell anything. Awesome.